Okay, now that everyone's here, I'll start off with the summary. During the last 55 pages that we have read, there were many things that had happened. The immigration process of Sandra's family going to the United States had just begun. Everything that they witnessed from starting from the airport in Africa was a first for them. They were nervous about the flight and layovers that were needed in order to arrive in New York. Once they arrived in Rochester, New York, they immediately felt a sense of judgment from the residents in Rochester. Due to Sandra's family situation, where they cannot comprehend English very well, they had to experience challenges such as communication and receiving judgment from others. Sandra felt like an outsider due to the actions that other students were taking towards her, such as calling out her hair and skin tone. The passion for receiving education started to decrease as other students continuously bullied her. She made a couple of friends from her youth group, which gave her a sense of belonging. As things were starting to settle, something very tragic happened in her family. Her father was in a car accident who caused him to be in a coma for a very long time. Sandra was very worried about her father, but refused to think about him constantly to prevent her from falling apart like when she lost her sister. Eventually, her father woke up but experienced some memory loss. Sorry, my... um. My Google Doc wasn't loading. Um, but my first question was, which type of evidence does the author appeal to? Ethos, logos, or pathos? And I said, because the author is retelling her traumatic life story, she mostly uses pathos in her book. She shares many emotional and vulnerable moments um like and she reveals how she dealt with her new life in america the death of family members and her thoughts and ideas when all of this is happening and it makes you sympathize with her uh throughout the book she shows she's kind and kind and smart despite her trials and tribulations and the main idea of the book surrounds how she's dealt with her issues. And they may, although they may never seem to stop, she remains strong and very grateful for what she has. And then I have to pick, I picked three pieces of evidence to analyze. And my first quote was when Sandra states in chapter 18, that seventh grade started out even worse than the sixth. The kids were more unfriendly. They gave me hostile looks. Um, I use this piece of evidence because I've experienced, I have experience with like moving to a new unfamiliar place that's far away. And I was at a similar age to Sandra, but I did speak the language and I didn't look different from the rest of my peers, but I, it was still a hard time. So imagining Sandra's situation like further proves her resilience and optimism. And then my next piece of evidence was, um, we had survived a bloody massacre and traveled to the other side of the world only to have dad die in America. I was so devastated, I couldn't think. 
And on top of the loss of her sister, the culture shock of a new country and the bullying at school, her father gets into an accident. And despite yet another loss, it seems like she still attends school and continues to learn English and doesn't spiral out of control like many people would after facing so many challenges. Even with her attitude and hope, it may falter sometimes. Overall, she remains determined and strong. And then my last piece was, um, I had never said out loud that Deborah had died. At Mabel's sleepover, I said it for the first time. Mabel had made me feel comfortable and loved. And talking about and accepting the death of a loved one, especially one as near to Sandra as Deborah was, is like extremely daunting. So by her like opening up to her friend and still being unfamiliar with English is like another example of Sandra's character and strength. And then the last thing I had to do was prove the author's trustworthiness. And I said she's... She has proved her trustworthiness, and she's telling her own life story. She hasn't added in details or information that would make it that would make her look better and her life not as difficult. Because some people might like downplay that, not to get pity or be embarrassed by some things. But Sandra, she tells it how it is and how she felt, and. From what she stated in almost every sentence, it proves that she's she is trusted and she tells the story in a matter of fact way and but continues to add her thoughts and and feelings and um so that's all I had. What are you guys what are your opinions? Um, I agree because um especially that it appeals to the reader's emotions because Everything we view as just, like, everyday life, like, really rowdy schools and speaking English and stuff, we're seeing from a whole new perspective, which is, like, very eye-opening and definitely does, like, bring out emotion in the reader. So, I agree. Okay. I will do my section now. So, I'm structure analysis, and um, the question is, what purpose does each paragraph fulfill? And then the three main components of the structure, um, or I chose three main components of the structure, which I saw a lot, which was comparing and contrasting, foreshadowing, and then seeing life through the eyes of a refugee. Um, And then I'll just share one quote from each. So Sandra compares a lot of her life back home to her life in Rochester. Uh, The first quote I have is, discipline clearly did not rule the day as it did in schools back home. Um, And then a lot of chapters end with foreshadowing things to come. So on page 113 it says I thought that once we got to America everything would be fine little did I know and then a lot of things in the book prompt the readers to look at everyday things from a different perspective Uh, and then on page 121 it says it seemed like no one walked anywhere I thought is this a thing here nobody walks in America 
Um, and then the second thing I had to do was determine where the introduction ends and where the thesis statement slash main point is stated. So I think, I mean, I there are a lot of different introductions, like the introduction to her life back home and then a whole new introduction to her life in New York. But I would say like the big portion of it ended in chapter 14 when they boarded the plane to New York because that was like a whole portion of her life that's over now. And then the main statement I found that sums up this section that we just read really well is everything was new to me. My brain could hardly process anything. My family was really flying blind on page 122. And I think that was a good premise for what is to come for the next chapters and then lastly I had to evaluate the effectiveness of the structure and I think the structure in the book is very clear and easy to follow there's so many small details that support the idea that being a refugee in America is very hard and the author just chose the simple structure of just telling events in chronological order um, so do you guys agree, disagree, or do you have anything to add? Um, I agree with what you said, like how you use your quote about them flying blind. Um, like it, it, it really like explained how they have nothing and well, they're starting from scratch pretty much. And, um, it, I think it shows the rest of the book pretty well, just in that one sentence. Um, I also agree with what you said, especially when you were talking about how she constantly compared and contrasted her life from Rochester and life in Africa. All right, that concludes my section. Okay, I'll go then. Um, so I'm doing the rhetorical analysis for the first one. I, um, when they were on the plane, author style was making the assumption that the plane was broken because they've never set their foot on a plane before. And then the second one is when they were arrived in America. Americans were making assumptions that the refugee had had no fashion sense, so they gave them like really old-fashioned clothes. Um, the second one is that when Sandra was placed in the school, she was placed in sixth grade instead of eighth. And then she said it felt like it was a setback in her, on her education. She felt angry and I could, um, I could like relate to her or like I could understand her if someone like placed me in ninth grade instead of 10th, I would be a bit angry because I could manage 10th grade, right? Um, the second one is that the neighbor kids were throwing rocks at us. Author was bullied because she was a refugee. I think this would make any everyone angry because bully is just not right. Um, the one where the author appeals to logos is where the author explains that they have a sense of 
um, fashion. Their clothes in Congo was tailored. And then she explained that refugees are like normal people. They have a sense of fashion. And then the one where author appeals to ethos is the tone from kids in my neighborhood continue. She was credible because this, uh, you would imagine what happened to a refugee um, from Africa. You guys want to add anything? Oh yeah, I agree with everything you said, especially the assumptions part. I just think that they're all really underestimated in a lot of different aspects of their yeah. life. Yeah, like I agree with that and how a lot of people just like didn't take them seriously, even though they're very capable people and it wouldn't take much looking to see that. Wait, so um, I just finished my part. Okay, who's next? Okay, so I'm just going to play Layla's recording first. Okay, so the role that I got assigned this week was the connector. Um, and I had to make three connections in the text. Um, so the first connection that I made was when the book was talking about the first time that Sandra and her family went to church. Um, it talked about how welcoming and inviting the church were. And the quote that I decided to make a connection to was where it said, um, the first time we went, we were greeted warmly and we felt right at home. Um, so the connection that I made with this quote was to the book called The Help. And in The Help, she also had an experience like this and um, it made her feel, you know, welcomed and felt like she like belonged to the church which is also what Sandra and her family were experiencing. Um, another connection that I made was when it said, I really thought about what God meant to me personally. I had been angry at him, but I decided to give him a second chance. And I connected this quote um, actually with the first book I read in the, in the semester, which was Night. And in the book Night, it had um, also a similar experience. And it was where um, the main character, Ellie, was losing his faith um, with all this stuff going on with the Holocaust. And he was starting to lose his faith. But um, as the plot progressed, he um, get, regained his faith and he realized um, that God is actually his strength. Um, the last connection that I made was where it said the kids stared at me. They were mostly black and Hispanic. No one said hello to me or smiled. I felt like an alien. I didn't make a, uh, like a connection to like a book or anything, but I just said how, so how someone like reading this could make a connection. Um, who 
like if a kid was reading this and they were having similar problems at school or kids who got bullied because of certain things, I think that it was really cool that she um, became very vulnerable and that can um, like help people um, see that they aren't alone in problems like that. So yeah, that was my connections. Okay, I agree with her last statement a lot. I do think, like, it's very good when authors are very open because a lot of readers may feel like they're alone, but then, you know, then they know someone can relate to them. So I thought that was a good point. Um, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I also agreed with what she said about how this book connects to night because in that book, God was also heavily talked about. Um, I agree with how she said, um, like, like it's similar to your connection that you just mentioned, how like Sandra started to lose her faith and how that connected to similar experiences like experiences and i've i've seen and met a lot of people and probably myself included that's it that's happened to like you've gone through something difficult or you see all the terrible things going on in the world and then you question like you know is stuff really out there or stuff like that and i think it was it was good to add um, because I know that's a very common experience with people, and, and like you said, it made them feel less alone or bad about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to do my questions for discussion later. So the first question is, do you believe in what Sandra stated about America being the perfect place and why? I would disagree i mean obviously it's a lot better than where she was from but you know like as someone who lives in america it's just not what it's made out to be but at the same time it is a huge step up from where she came from So my second question is, what do you think the reason for Sandra's discrimination and judgment was? Probably just because she didn't speak English, you know? Like, being at a new school, you already could get made fun of, but the fact she didn't speak English probably made that a lot worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, what do you think Sandra was thinking when her father was in a coma? I think that she was mostly just worried. And I I don't think she was thinking of the coma itself too much, but mostly just like memories with him rather than, you know, having this constant worry and doubt even though it's still there, 
she, I think she wasn't trying to focus on it. Um, yeah, I think she, sorry, I think she was um, more focused on the fact, too, that he did so much to get there just to die not she wasn't as focused on the fact that he would actually could die um do you, do you think Sandra's life will change what she once she attends a private school and how I think that her life I think they might I'm not too sure because either it could be that they're more accepting and kind or it's the complete opposite and they don't like her and they everybody already knows each other so they leave her out um, or by seeming the way like by the way she phrased it in the book by the way she talked about it I think that it could bring like new beginnings about like her school life and I think it could be good yeah I agree I think either she'll really be able to grow in the new school or she'll completely hate it and want to go back to public school it's kind of hard to tell And lastly, do you think it was okay for students to bully Sandra due to things she could not change, like her hair, and why? No, I don't think it was okay. Um, And did did you ask if, what was the Oh, uh, I said, do you think it was okay for students to bully Sandra? Did you think she could not change, like, her hair and why? Oh, yeah, okay, so I don't think it was okay, especially because she probably felt good about herself before coming there, and, you know, all that peer pressure to change up her style and her hair was probably really rough. But yeah, I don't think it was okay at all. Yeah, I don't think it was okay either. Especially from like where all those other kids are coming from. I think the reason they pick on her is because they were picked on for the same exact reasons. Like I've I've seen a lot of people because I she said that a lot of her school was refugees and immigrants and I've like I've been around a lot of immigrants because my mom I'm she's one and they seem to like hate on other people who are just like them for no reason besides the fact that I think they have that internalized and then they they took it out on Sandra Okay, that's all I need.